0: during the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music, that's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information. Welcome to another episode of The DNA Airwaves. In today's episode, we decided to revisit an episode that was very close to our hearts. A little while back, we chatted with Rob Nash. He was a very large man from Winnipeg with a very big heart. And the work that Rob's doing with school aged children is absolutely amazing. I won't say much more on it, but tune in, take a listen to this.
1: Yeah, so music never was going to be my path. Music was actually my worst mark in high school, and I <laughs> auditioned for the choir but didn't make it because my voice wasn't good enough. But uh, <laughs> when I was 17, I was actually in a car accident uh, driving these lovely Manitoba icy roads. Right. Uh, my friend just got his license, and we were uh, whipping down the highway just being indestructible teenagers, and we yeah, pulled up yeah. to pass one last car, and uh,
2: yeah.
1: we got hit by a semi-truck. Oh. And my friends were all fine, and uh, but I was found uh, with no pulse, not breathing. Wow. I met the first responder that came up on the scene, and he resuscitated me, and then he knew my heart started beating again when blood started gushing out of my head. Oh, wow. wow. And wow. so, you know, he was trying to hold the skull together so I wouldn't bleed out until the ambulance got there. They they got me to the closest hospital, and they rushed me off to Winnipeg. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, family wasn't uh, wasn't looking good and then obviously mm. I came back to life as yeah. you can tell yeah. but yeah. Uh, they've uh, rebuilt my skull a few times with titanium this side is all titanium and my chest here it's like uh, stainless steel and wow and you know people are often like you know how's you know how's the skull pain how's your shoulder pain your back like all that stuff but what an event like that does to you more emotionally and mentally and spiritually that was the bigger yeah dilemma mm-hmm. for me you know I'm, I'm six foot five i played well, every sport you know and then here i am i wake up from a coma at first i didn't know who i was didn't know wow. who my parents were and yeah. that started coming back but now you know i go from an athlete to a guy getting bathed by his mom right and yeah. so some really dark stuff started thoughts started setting in and with all the issues i was having yeah. with pain they're just giving you you know all kinds of painkillers all kinds of medication for nerve damage and to yeah. fall asleep and uh Start struggling with all this stuff, and Mm -hmm. everybody threw all those beautiful cliches at me. Like, you know, yeah, people would say that it was fate. You know, my family, some of them told me that you know, God was mad at me, so he spanked me with a semi truck. You know, wow, wow. Jesus,
0: it's intense, Yeah.
1: yeah. And uh, but the most common thing people would say is they'd say everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. and okay. that sounds good yeah and it works course. for a lot of people people mean well when they say it i agree <laughs> right, right yep but since my accident i've met with a lot of people in, in at funerals and hospitals and that go, that tends to g- bring out a negative impact on people more than positive it did for exactly. me exactly and now me it's too like, well why was i hit by a semi truck? now right. there's a big reason i gotta sit back and figure this out and it brought me to a really dark place. Absolutely. Know? And so for two years, I was suicidal, didn't want to be alive. Uh, none of my friends knew, none of my family knew. And then one day somebody came out to me and he said, Rob, you're trying to figure out the reason you were hit by a semi-truck, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I know what it is. I'm like, what is it? He goes, you were hit by a semi-truck because you were going too fast on an icy road oh like, shit oh, wow. happens that's like, a good friend honestly that's wow. a really good friend, <laughs> friend. yeah it really sounds good. simple but that set me free ah. i was like okay i'm not a puppet i get some in where i'm going you know yeah, i have yeah. to wait for lightning to strike me from heaven you know yeah, yeah and yeah. i thought okay i got a second chance i don't know sure. why but i better do something with it and i'll never forget i tell the story at every show but i was like okay i got a second chance what am I supposed to do with the second chance? And I remember I screamed at the sky and I was like, I want to do something that matters. Like I yes. wanna do something that I want my life to count, you know? Yeah. yeah and yeah, I always yeah. tell this to shows that I legit, I thought I'd hear a voice inside of me telling me to move somewhere and build a well, you know, and I was I was gonna do whatever I this heard is, in my wow. heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I didn't hear that. But guess what I heard? What? You, hear? you know how there's a difference between the voices in your head and the voice in your heart. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get it like a prompting. Absolutely. Right. Right. It's clear as mm-hmm. day. Phone the semi driver, they hit you and tell them you're alive. Wow. I was like, what? Wow. So it's hilarious. I, ph- I, ph- I phoned the Guess police. Guess like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. me. <laughs> I was like, hey, police, uh, can I get the uh, number of the phone driver, the phone number of the uh, semi driver like, that, yeah. that ran me over? And he's like, no. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I tried to <I'm laughs> drop the phone. This voice wouldn't be alone. So I kept trying. And finally, when a cop gave me his number and this big trucker from the States answers the phone, he's like, I'm like, hey, is this so and so? And he goes, yeah. I said, I just felt my heart that I should call you, tell you, like, I'm alive, man. Like, I made it. And he starts crying. He says, I'm just wow. so sorry about your friend. And I was like, mm. what friend? He goes, the one that died and lost his skull. It oh. was you. Okay. Oh. No, man, that's what I'm calling. That's me. Oh. And, man, I can uh. feel that same free... But the key part of that story isn't what happened to him; it's what happened to me Mm, at that moment. Like I had never done anything for anyone in my life except for me until that moment. Like Mm. after my accident, I was terrified to fall asleep for two years because every night I had the same nightmare, and my nightmare was watching my own funeral and nobody showed up. Jesus, nobody cared that I lived or that I died. Wow. Now I had done something for somebody else. I felt like I had value, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, I want some more of that. You know, and I thought how many people are like me they're having those dark thoughts they think they have nothing to offer this world huh. and they're holding it inside they're suicidal i'm like i gotta tell my story so i started a band we did our first couple of albums we were okay you know you get better at your craft right and yeah. course, yeah. finally on our fourth album got a record deal we had a few songs in the top 10 we're touring with our favorite bands huge crowds yeah and then we're getting ready to go do this elsewhere in america and overseas and stuff and then i got this offer to I'd take my guitar and go through schools telling my story Hmm. but it was a nine-month tour with no pay Mm. so i walked away from my record deal and everyone thought i was crazy because you guys know the industry a bit like if you Mm. yeah you don't automatically have a million dollars because you had a song on the radio right Right. so i owed a lot of money Mm. but I, i like i knew i had to do this so i walked away from my record deal refinanced my home and after that nine months I just kept getting calls from other communities saying, can you come here? Can you, we heard about you, you know? And then I started going to prisons and Mm. detention centers and reserves up North. And I started writing songs together with the people that I was meeting. Right. And what Uh. was supposed to be a nine month tour turned into uh, 12 years. And it's just been so (laughs) moving.
0: But hold on a second. So you had this call, this opportunity that maybe at the time didn't probably didn't even sound like much of an opportunity. There's no pay. It's pulling you away from, the dream that you had been chasing up to that point what was the thought process like to decide that this is something that you're gonna follow through and do and leave the rest of what you were kind of walking and working towards behind
1: yeah well honestly it's like like i said i got that prompting the phone the semi-driver once you start listening to that it's, yeah. it's very, you're not gonna get led down the wrong path you know and i just I, and I think until my accident, you know, I was really scared of taking risks, mm-hmm. and I guess that's one thing about having died. You know, I'm not scared of risk anymore. So, yeah. like, yeah. like you guys know, it takes a lot to make it in music. So, i like, yeah, I just uh, I'm not scared of risk anymore. So I just felt like this was the right thing to do, because you know, we toured with some big bands and you meet them backstage. And you think they'll be so fulfilled because they're so successful. Yeah. But they're sometimes mm-hmm. the emptiest people you'll ever meet. Agreed. Because wow. they got to su- success, but they never went on to significance. Right, and uh, fulfillment. And that's when your life yeah. starts to matter to the world around you, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I started that tour, and then uh, the demand got bigger, and I started putting a band back together. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, for the last four years before COVID, we were back setting up in massive theaters and, and even you know even some arenas. And yeah. we would... We'd pay for the lights, the the arena. We'd pay for everything. We'd bus in the schools. We'd pay for the school buses. We'd fly wow. in kids from reserves. Amazing. And we put on these concerts. But a key moment, too, was I was always scared to say from stage that I was suicidal mm. at one point because That's I thought, you know, what are the students going to think of me? What are the staff going to think of me? What would my team think of me? Right. But we called a call from a school in Ontario. They said, can you come right away? We had a tragedy. I'm like, yeah, what happened? They said, well, we lost a girl to suicide. And on her suicide note, huh. it revealed that she had a pact with one of her friends. They had a deal. If you kill yourself, I'll kill myself. Oh, wow. Man. And the principal says, we don't know who it is. Can you come right away? Yikes. So we're like, yeah, we'll get there. And so we got there. And it was an eerie feeling. There's, let's say, a 1,000 people in front of me. And somebody sitting in the audience in front of me was about to take their life. Wow. And I didn't know where they were sitting. Yeah. And I knew hmm. I was getting to this place in the show where I was like, I got to share that I was there once, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like all shaking inside. And finally, I'm like, I know somebody in this room is thinking about taking their life. Yeah, wow. You're not alone. I was there once, too. And I just felt like a 1,000 pounds off of me, you know? Wow. And then I'm interacting with people after the show and even my own team that didn't know. They're giving me hugs and the students and the staff. And this girl walks up, and she's like, here. And she was holding out this old note. And I'm like, what's this? Wow. She goes, my suicide note, wow. I was going to kill myself this weekend. She was oh, here, man. I don't need this anymore. Jesus. And then she walked off with the school counselor to get help. And I'm like, what the hell wow. just happened? And I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, yikes. Wow. and I talk with a cop that specializes in uh, youth suicide.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: said, why was her note on her? Like, that wasn't freshly written. And the cop says, wow. yeah, very rarely is this, is the suicide note freshly written. People wow. usually write it two or three months before they take their life, and they carry it with them, Damn. waiting for somebody wow. to push them over the edge, or for somebody to reach out and say you're not alone. And I was like, whoa. So then it's like the next concert. I'm yeah. thinking if the stats are true, right? In, There's in Canada, in this one crowd, in five man. teenagers has seriously considered suicide. In the last one in five. Months. That's whoa. pre-COVID. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that's intense. Wow. And so I'm thinking, mm-hmm. Kate, another thousand kids in front of me. I said it again, I know somebody here's thinking about it. You're not alone. I was there once too, and this this guy comes up, give me his note, and I'm like, this is a thing. And now we've been handed 917 suicide notes after these shows, and wow. that doesn't all count all the ones on YouTube and Instagram that send us videos of ripping up their notes, wow. getting Yikes. rid of their razor blades, you know, and I'm like, like, now it felt not just successful but significant, significant. and significant really yeah, keeps yeah.
2: It going you know yeah matt and i were actually just talking wow. about what purpose does to a human being and yeah. when you wake up every morning with meaning or purpose what it does to the body and the mind and the soul that's incredible another cool quote i heard once was every man lives two lives and their second one begins when they realize they only have one and right. i feel like in your situation, that's exactly similar to what happened to you is that, and I've definitely have other people around me and myself that have realized when life comes close to ending, how precious every single day is. Do you ever feel pressure, um, with your purpose now? Like you have to keep this going at all costs because you feel the pressure that you might be letting somebody down or not helping enough people.
1: Yeah. Like, well, the thing is you, yeah, we collected 900 suicide notes, but when I land in the next city, there's another tragedy. And right. It's easy to focus yeah. on that stuff. Like, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you focus on the little victories and like getting to sit down and talk with you guys right now. Like my uh, thing that upsets me is when people talk about ad- addiction, they only talk about the overdoses. Mm. When people talk huh. about mental health, they seem to only talk about the suicides and yes, right. we can learn from tragedy, but yep. we got to, we got to, bounce with the stories of victory and triumph like True.
2: in our shows Great guys point.
1: and you'll come to one one day if we get allowed to tour again bring 100%. schools together or whatever Absolutely. but I'll, I'll tell a story about a kid that we met in prison and you know this girl had an eating disorder and i'll talk and then i'll be like do you want to meet them And the like and then they'll come out and perform with us nah, right because wow. for me it's like i'll tell you after talking with hundreds of thousands of young people right if somebody says like this just happened at the mall the other day this girl's like oh rob you know your music means so much to me you know i have depression suicidal thoughts and i was like oh so you're like me and she's (laughs) like what do you mean i'm like you hurt deeply but you love deeply too don't you Mm -hmm. she's like yeah i was like you hurt deeply but you can see when others are hurting can't you Mm -hmm. she's like yeah i'm like Yeah, you can help a lot of people with that. Don't shut that off. Mm. Channel it. I'm like, do you like to sing, dance, paint, diary, poetry, journal? Like, how Uh. do you express yourself? She goes, I love to sing. How do you know? I think there's a connection between the arts and mental illness. Mm. Like, there's... Look at Hollywood. Ouch. How many times is there an overdose? How many times is there a suicide? Right? Yeah. yeah because good yeah. Point. you've you've been given this extra emotion that you're meant to channel into a painting, into a dance, into a song, right? Mm-hmm. But you keep it inside, wow. it overwhelms you. So for me, yeah, like is it draining? It can be. Yeah. But one thing I've realized now is when I'm talking with somebody, they're having and you know, they're having me a suicide note, and I see the tears in their eyes. I've realized now those are not the tears of somebody breaking down. Those are tears of somebody breaking through. Mm, and if oh, I can yeah. sink my wow. teeth into that, that matters. That's but beautiful. our show, it's not just, uh, you know, it's talking about depression the whole time. Like, yeah, one in five teenagers have seriously considered suicide in the last 12 months. Yeah. But that means four to five are just at a concert, one get entertained, right? Great point. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, play a, we play a show, yeah. we do what we do. And, like, I start every show and I'm like, I'll be like, you guys know Family Guy at all? Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> no, what's that? I'll do all the Family Guy voices, and they'll be like, no way. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs>
2: Can you give me a taste right now? <laughs> give me
1: a taste. Uh,
2: what do you want? Yeah, Pita, yeah. life is good. Anyone, Pita, uh, Stewie, whoever you like, give me one.
1: See what's going on there. Just playing the guitar, are we? Just playing the G chord, maybe a little bit E minor. Hmm. And, and Peter, Peter kind of talks at the side of his mouth like this. <laughs> and then there's Joe. Joe, you have to have a low voice for that. Ah, uh, yeah, right. It's good to be here. I like wow. how everyone's situated. You the actually do really good. Should be good. So yeah, our show, it's its good times, just like you guys, yeah. you have fun on here, Absolutely. but you still want to talk about some stuff that matters, right? This Great is true. Point.
2: Very,
3: very true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, it, it kind of makes me, when you were saying uh, the whole uh, one in, in five, uh, and if I'm remembering this correctly, um, one in six people. Uh, at least that was a statistic that I, I, I'm i sure it, it keeps changing as we get more information. One in six people questions their sexual orientation. So what you're saying is more people consider taking their lives than are questioning their sexual orientation. That's a huge number. That's crazy to think about. It really is.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And Kids all gave us that number just pre-COVID. Yeah
3: yeah and uh it, it kind of reminds me not reminds me but makes me think of the hurt locker where you're walking into a space and you have to defuse a bomb the bomb being somebody taking their own life mm. and you have to figure out who it is are yeah. you is that part of what you do too when you're performing do you look around to see if you can catch someone in a different headspace has that ever happened or they usually approach you
1: oh no it happens totally but like when we do our shows, I meet with all the school counselors and social workers beforehand. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay. look, watch for the kids Do you think might be impacted. And mm-hmm. after the show, you bring them backstage. We'll meet with them. But then I always say, but don't just watch for the ones you expect. Keep your eye on the other ones, you know, right. because our yeah. show is funny and it's, but when we talk about some of the serious stuff, like keep an eye on those kids and I want to meet them afterwards. Right. Wow. And um, and it's funny, you're talking about like Hurt Locker and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Our new album that uh, we just launched, it's called This Is War. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, I I was getting one award and uh, I felt weird backstage because the other three guys getting the award were all wearing like their army fatigues and were missing limbs. And I'm thinking, what, what wow. am I doing here? I just oh, play smokes. music, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Then <clears throat> the per- person introduced me and they said, this next guy is fighting a different kind of a war, a war against a, an invisible enemy called mental illness. mm I was like, wow, I can sink my teeth into that. So, you know, this album talks about the fact in the lead single, This Is War, says, we think we've created paradise in the Western world, especially North America. Like, this is where everybody wants to be. Mm -hmm. But is this the promised land we think it is? This is where there's the most suicides, the most overdoses. Like... Like, uh, man, talking with so many young people that are struggling, you know, like, clearly money isn't fixing the problem, you know? So Mm -hmm. that's what the new album talks about, the fact that we need to unite, because I think we're losing some of the most gifted people to addiction and suicide. For us, Mm -hmm. it's like, you got to channel that. Like, don't shut that shit off, you know? So I guess I should have asked if I can swear during this. Oh, you can swear, all all right. Yeah, (laughs) especially it's...
3: the thing about teen suicide is that we all make such stupid decisions when we're teenagers. <laughs> yeah. It's the wrong time to make a life altering decision, which is weird True. that that's, that's when we have to choose what we're going to do with the rest of our right? lives, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Um
1: well, I'll tell you this. Yeah. When we started the tour, what the grade 12s are doing is what the now the grade 8s are doing, what the mm. grade 8s are doing is what the grade 5s are doing. Right. Guys, yeah. I got called to one school where they lost an 8-year-old to suicide. No. What? Yeah. Wow. We wow. were called to a Catholic school where an 11-year-old girl took her life. They showed me her picture, pigtails. And God. I'm thinking, how is that an option at eight? At yeah, 11? really? That's Hot, right? that's, yeah, yeah. That wasn't wow. the case when we were in school. Different yeah. time. Wow.
0: Wow. That's
1: that's a that's
0: sobering thought. Where, yeah, you've silenced us, man. Eight years old. Just wow. to even try and wrap your head around that is crazy. Um,
1: but you know what? I'll tell you this, though. Um we're super pumped because, you know, when COVID hit, I looked at my team. I'm like, I think it's going to be a minute before we can bring 20, 30 schools together. I said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we got to do, find a new way to get our message out there. So, um, we we reached out to about 10 of the students who gave us suicide notes to find out where they are now. Yeah. We got a film crew, and we, and we followed up to get their stories. Nice. And we're working on a documentary that's called From Suicidal to Significant, and mm, it's beautiful. almost done. Like, we just saw the post-edit yesterday, in fact. Nice. And we also broke those stories up into episodes for classes to watch, where they get to watch my story, hear a song I wrote about my story, and then mm. watch this other kid, their story, and then watch other people. Like, hey, what was what was that person's... You know, struggle. What was their breakthrough? Yeah, how did they get help, and how are they using their story to help other people now? So, we're super pumped to having the new album, this curriculum, and the documentary coming out. We're gonna have a lot of hope to share with people because, again, you gotta balance the stories—the story of victory. Like one That's of the songs point, that we man. play, guys, at our show, it's called "Thief of Colors," nice. and uh, the entire time we're playing on the led walls behind us you just see all these kids on youtube ripping up their suicide notes and and a lot of kids started tagging me in pictures on on instagram for example of them tattooing the lyrics of our songs on their arms where they used to cut wow, wow. and i was like like you guys know it's like you're working on a song right and now somebody's tattooing that lyric on their arm
2: mind blowing and i was like how
1: do i show them that yeah they matter that much to me as well so right. i I took all the signatures and the names yeah, off I all the suicide that. notes. I saw that. That's and, beautiful. Yeah, I tattooed them on That's my really arms. really beautiful. And, wow. Wow. I did it because I want to show them you are valuable, course, but also wow. to show other people, like, hey, if you've had those thoughts, these are all signatures of people that had those thoughts too, and they're still here.
3: For those who can't you know? see, uh, Rob's uh, forearms are covered in people's signatures. Yeah. C- completely Actual covered. Signatures. Like a cast of a kid who has a lot of friends, you mm-hmm. know? covered yeah and wow. that's that's an amazing yeah. statement that's, really if, amazing. if there's ever a meaningful tattoo that's a meaningful that's, tattoo yeah, yeah man, there. man that's Absolutely.
1: amazing yeah yeah you know i it, it definitely is a good conversation starter although I'll, I'll sometimes spook people a bit like when me and my team get on a plane you know we're all dressed like bikers and you, know, like yeah. six five, and you yeah. can see people are like oh i hope he doesn't sit by me and then right right you sit down and there's been a couple <laughs> times where like people working up the courage be like, can I ask about the names on your arm? And I'll just be like, like you, you, don't don't yeah, <laughs> you don't want to know. Yeah, yeah. Hang there for oh, a second. <laughs> I take a but name you know, for every mission accomplished. About,
0: there you go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, once you start talking about it, uh, It almost never fails. Somebody goes, oh, wow, you know, my niece is going through that stuff or my dad went, you know, like, and all of a sudden you're having these meaningful conversations. And I think people are sometimes just scared to talk about it. Absolutely. That's why I love, I love being, you know, showing young people like you can be big, rugged and tough and edgy on the outside and still Mm. be full of. Vulnerability and compassion, absolutely and love huge. on the inside, you know, yeah,
0: like
1: huge. especially for guys. It's like we're told to man up, suck it up, push it and down, in yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and I, I know I tried to keep it in, and that was not healthy.
2: Wow, I don't think it's healthy for it's anybody, never healthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> never healthy. Um,
3: can, let's just take a, a, a step back. I want to ask you about something because your story reminds me of another person who we've interviewed, uh, from England, David Ditchfield who uh, right. was not even a musical or artistic person at yeah, all and at all, he right. uh i'm not sh- i think he did die and then come back to life yeah, right he died he was yep. hit by a train mm-hmm. um and i'm just curious because uh he had an experience while he was dead i i suppose would be technically That's correct the, yeah, you know, yeah um where he saw uh something come over him and pull him out of it and that might be god that might be dmt we don't know but i'm just curious as somebody who's had not even a near-death experience a death experience yeah do you have any recollections
1: you know at first it was like i felt like oh man I- Everybody's asking like hey did you see a white light did your flat light flash yeah, yeah. before your eyes? And mm. I was like I didn't see any of that. Yeah. But we were doing a show in the cusp British Columbia uh outdoor festival show 12,000 people or something and then uh, and it wasn't like our presentation where I tell my story in depth but I'd say like hey this is what happened to me so make every day count cuz you know you never know what what happens tomorrow, right? Right. Yep. And we jumped off stage. We're running to this autograph table at the back, and I heard this old woman's voice. She's like, hello. I'm like, yeah. She looked 193 years old, and I'm thinking, Whoa. what are you doing at a rock concert? And I was like, wow. like can I help I you? Are you Hendrix.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> she goes, I love everything you said up there except for one thing. Uh, I'm like, what's, what's that? that? She yeah. goes, you said we should make every day count, right? I'm like, yeah. She goes, but you... You talk about when you died, when you were in your coma, like there's two months you don't remember. She goes, If every day counts, then when you're ready, you'll see what you saw when you died. Ooh. And uh, I was like, Wow, you yikes. do a lot of drugs. <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs> okay. Me and Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that night I got to my hotel and I was like, yeah. All right, is there something I'm supposed to be ready for? Like, cause I want to see it. And, uh, um, I don't like to, Great. I'm not trying to sell anything to anybody, but you know, there's a difference between a dream and a, and a memory.
2: Mm, you know, yeah, I, mean, right.
1: I had not done any drugs that night or anything like that. I was not hammered and I was not asleep. And all of a sudden, poof. Oh, man, I don't share this a lot guys, but maybe I'll write a book about it one day, but do like it, all do. of a sudden I'm looking down from way above and I see this car and I see a semi truck. I'm like, Oh, shit, that's my accident. Whoa. And beside me is God. And I can't see him or smell him or hear him. It's just a different sense altogether. Yeah. Hmm. But the way he would have been taught to me in religion is he'd be going, huh, December 11th, Rob gets hit by a semi, like, blah, right? Like, he's planning everything out, right? Mm. But he's weeping. Wow. He's saying, slow down, my boy's going to get hurt. And I'm like, you're god. Just stop it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like with a breath, he like undid 20 years of religion. You know, it was just like. Wow. wow. I mean, how to explain it. Like It's like we all sing, oh, he's got the whole world. world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like, I don't. I give it to you guys. The choices. And you screwed it up. There's enough food for everybody. There's enough water for everybody. I told you to take care of each other.
2: He goes, I don't have to
1: add car accidents. You're going to huh. see enough crap in your life. You know, like it's it's like, I'll, I'll help you avoid some of the tough times. I'll walk with you in some of the tough times. But right. I don't need to cause more stuff. And again, I'm not trying to sell anything to anybody. But now this is what I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't think bad things happen for a reason. I think bad things happen with potential. Mm-hmm. Like my mm-hmm. accident had the potential to leave me angry, bitter, <laughs> suicidal the rest of my life. Yeah. Right. Or there's a potential... You can take your, your tragedy and you can try to turn it around and help other people with it, but it's not Absolutely. automatic. Yeah, Like I did one radio interview in, in Vancouver, and the guy's like, well, Rob, it's good that you were hit by that semi-truck, isn't it? I was wow. like, uh, no, it's not good to get hit by semi-truck. Yeah. interview's over, Yeah, Was yeah. <laughs> it good to get hit by this. Like,
0: <laughs> he goes, well, look what
1: you've done with it. Yeah. I was like, the semi didn't make me do this. He goes, but if you could go back in time, You'd do it all over again, wouldn't you? That voice. Like, yeah. no. no, no. He goes, Absolutely you're no. young. When you're older, you'll understand this had to happen to you. Who and is this like, person? Yeah, he says yeah. I, know. I said I <laughs> said a name drop here. Kind he of convinced things, so. me by the end of this interview that I had to get it by a semi to think this way. Right. I said, I'll stop my tour I'll sell all my guitars. I'll stop telling my story. I said, I'll get a semi-license and I'll start running people over. Oh, <laughs> whoa. Whoa. oh my God. That is brilliant. Yes. Is this wow. a video? Is there go interview clips of this? I need this. Really? No. He's like, go that. I'm like, weird. well, you're telling me people have to go through what I did.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah, have yeah, to hit yeah. rock
1: bottom. You don't. Mm, That's no. why we tell stories. Exactly. I don't want you to have to, like, die before you start to live, you know? Learn the lesson mm. from me. I'm not trying to sell anything to anybody. I'm not trying to change anyone's life. I'm mm. trying to make people okay with who they are. Right, if change right. is supposed to happen, change doesn't come from me. The it doesn't come 10. from a pulpit. It comes from within. Absolutely. I'm trying right. to keep people around long enough to listen to that voice. You know? Mm. Yeah, I yeah, see that you have value, that somebody out there needs your story one yeah, day. Yeah. You know. Um oh,
3: damn. wow, it's fun talking to you. I mean it's yeah. a very sad topic, but uh, it's very enlightening. Yeah. Yeah, well enlightening can we? at least, right? Very enlightening. Very can we talk about the songwriting process? What kind of musician were you before all this? Were you a musician before mm-hmm. all this? When you're writing songs, are you picking chords that you think might be more inspiring? What's or is it or are the lyrics the driving force? How does it work for you?
1: I don't, well, first of all, for music, like I had five brothers and sisters that grew up, and they were all, yeah get married and having kids, and then I was born. So I was the only kid in kindergarten that was an uncle. So <laughs> they had, like, their family bands, you know, and then I was born.
2: Oh, my dad oh. wanted
1: me to play guitar like my brother Dave, but I was a bit of a rebel, so I wanted to play drums. So mm-hmm. nice. I nice. started off playing drums. I and the then the I instrument started, of rebels. Yeah. yeah. And then I started playing guitar after that. And, uh, yeah, the writing process for me, to be honest with you, I think a lot of people, if they re- listen to my songs, they'd be like, "Ooh, this dude's messed up." But sometimes it's just getting something dark out of my head mm. into, into a song. Like I'm, I always say that to people: like, okay. get that stuff out; don't leave it in yeah. here. It's Same thing with tears: it's like tears aren't meant to be in your system. You got to let that stuff out once in a while; let it flush know. out, right? Yeah. So for me, I often it's a, it'll be a title of a song. Sometimes it's a chord progression. Sometimes it's a melody, but. You know, for me, the big thing is the lyrics. It's really hard for me to write a fluffy song now. Like We have a lot <laughs> yeah, of fun in our shows, yeah. but, you know, the new, the new album has 18 songs on it. And, wow, uh,
0: that's an album. Yeah,
1: every guitar I have is in a different tuning just because I don't know how to read music, so, like, <laughs> you know, that's a seven string right there. But, you know, nice. that one, I've got the B string tuned up to a C just to allow me to do things I can't do otherwise. And Did you just grab them and so, see
3: where it goes with the different yeah. tuning?
1: Yeah, and, and for the songwriting, too, when I signed the record, it was, you know, I'd done a few albums in Winnipeg, some small studios, but when I signed the deal, I flew out to Vancouver, and, man, that was intimidating, all these producers. Who did you work with there? From, uh, Adam H., okay. Sean Hussein, Dane DeViller, Anthony Anderson, Steve Smith, all multi-platinum producers, right? Ooh, yeah. And it's intimidating. You're walking sure. down, you're seeing all these gold records, you're like, oh, yeah. And then they're like, we're going to sit with you, and to make sure you're writing hits i'm like okay cool they're like beautiful i never forget first day like what do you want to write a song about i was like well there's this homeless guy i met at a soup kitchen i want to <laughs> write a song about him yeah like mm. okay so i wrote this song called hello goodbye mm. and that mm. night the, they're driving me to my hotel they're like hey that's cool that you got that off your chest a song about a homeless person but nobody on the radio wants to hear about homeless people i'm like okay but uh, we released our album, and, and that was the song that was chosen by radio. It went to number three in Canada oh, on the charts. Uh, yeah. Song about a homeless dude, you know, uh, his <laughs> struggle and why he ended up on the road, you know. Yeah. So yeah, songwriting for me, it's usually a story right. before anything else. It's sometimes about my life, but often it's about people I've met.
2: Yeah. Mm. How annoying is it to work with producers that try to change your mind on something that you have in your head?
1: Yeah, well, there's always things you can learn from them. Like, they, right. there's a reason they're successful. True, true, true. Yeah, but but yeah, it's tough to, like, we're a unique project. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was always trying to stand my ground. But I'll tell you this, I ripped up my record deal and just left. And a few years later, I was I was at uh, a school in Vancouver. I was like, oh, shit, this is right by the studio where I recorded that big album. Yeah. Someone knocked on the door and I walked in and all the producers are sitting there like, rob nash and they're all like not big fans of mine because they're all gonna make a lot of money off me right Right, 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 right. and i'm like so i told them what i'm doing now and they're like why i was like well why don't you come check it out so they came down to the school and watched uh, me do an acoustic set for an hour yeah and they were like how can we help so they've recorded my stuff free of charge for years they're produced and anthony anderson um he's unbelievable guitar player he, he does all the writing of the music with me and uh, a few years ago i'm like do you want to come on the road and be my guitarist?" she's like that would be a dream and oh, steve wow. smith who does all the mixing um, of the album and stuff i that, like do you want to mix live so he started working on that so Look like that. here these producers when i had a record deal i wasn't allowed to, if i wanted to get a hold of them i had to talk to my manager who talked to theirs right. Message right. To them, right yeah these guys like they now work like for this project full time and they're just amazing but cuz they yeah. get everybody gets tired of doing the same pop music yeah. rock music that's just fluff cuz yep. we're all craving to do something that matters you know yeah that's purpose, for sure for sure i mean
0: you've mentioned that's that's a, like a full circle story of people um seeing the value in what you're doing years later and joining basically joining forces with you i'm wondering what can people like us or just everyone in general that's listening to this do to help or support the work that you're doing?
1: Yeah, well, you know, the big thing right now for us is albums come out and people, are first three singles came out. Uh, Warner Music actually joined in and said, without any strings attached, like, we're going to help you get this music out there. It's but, huge, uh, beautiful. You know, for us, yeah. it's like, we want to get that curriculum into schools' hands because schools have just, this has been really difficult the last two years. So if you know yeah. a community uh, school, if you're whether you know a principal, a teacher, whatever, if you go to robnash.ca, you can find out about the curriculum there and maybe you want to sponsor a school because it costs us a lot to get all the- right. all
3: Rob the with two B's,
1: robnash.ca. Rob-a-ba. Just so yeah. that people can if find you
0: it, do, true. If, if
1: you go robnash.ca, two B's or right one, in. it works. Uh, oh, yeah. okay, oh, yeah. perfect. He was thinking ahead. Smart. Thinking yeah. ahead, yeah, nice.
3: He just That's, that amazing. Ahead. That's amazing.
1: <laughs>
0: You know what? And it's I'll this s- metal skull of mine. Oh man, you <laughs> like a superhero. It's crazy.
1: Can you your people this- really hard now? Wow, man. I don't Dude, know, this- hockey fights are fun. Oh wow. You know? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I lost the feeling in this hand, these fingers oh. from the accident, nerve damage. So Yikes. You can- I remember one time I was having a good scrap, and it, I thought all the blood was from his face, but it was mostly wow. from my hand hitting his Damn, helmet. But I could wow. feel it, so that worked out. <laughs> you guys want to see what my skull looks like? Yeah. I mean, like
3: a picture? Sure.
1: Yeah, do you get yeah, gross yeah, easily? No,
3: no,
0: no. no. Well, Tariki shows me gross so I, things every
1: I'm, day. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so I found out when they got me to the hospital the first time, yeah. they didn't think I'd wake up, so they actually let students rebuild my skull. What? I found out they draw part of it on the ground and it shattered some more. So well, three and a half Sorry. years ago, I went Thanks. to get a rebuilt because it was having some issues. That's the scan. That's They opened it up. All the, that the metal top? was loose. Why are we yeah, looking at, top that, or side? Yeah, that's the top of my head. Oh, wow. there. Oh. So there's there a hole right through the brain right there. They took this metal out, and, uh, and then they put that shell in.
0: Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Hold on a second. Are these images that you've uh, – wow, oh, my voice went so high. From this. <laughs> are these <laughs> images that you've shared uh, publicly, Rob?
1: Um, not yeah. the blood ones, but yeah, I guess that's the x-rays pretty intense. and stuff like that. I show that yeah. when, you know, when we do our shows and stuff. All right, cool. But, yeah, well, that's well, wild. That is, that is How wild. How do you play guitar without feeling in your right hand? Good question. I can feel
3: these three fingers are dead, but I can oh. hold a
1: pick. Oh. But I can't finger pick at all. Oh, oh wow. That's amazing. Crazy, yeah? Yeah, yeah, you're
3: just working with what you got. Everybody needs to work with what they have <laughs> and so not be sad about what, what they this. don't have. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dude, oh, so I'll lessons. tell you this.
1: Whoa. In our documentary in the curriculum, yep. there's this one kid I met. He... Um, you know he's on a reserve in northern Saskatchewan. I'm like, you gotta keep going, man. Somebody needs your story. I'm like, do you like to dance or paint? Do you like music? He goes, I love music. I'm like, if you could play anything, what would you play? He goes, guitar. I was like, yeah, I'm like, play. And he shows me he was born. He's a below-the-elbow amputee, is no right hand, right? Yeah. I was like, don't give me any bullshit excuses. I'm mm. like, play. Wow. And I showed him a video of a kid that plays drums with two elbows, right? Mm. So he sends me an email last summer. He's like, hey, thanks for pushing me. And so here's a guy that was has one hand, playing for two and a half years. Um, how many are just audio that are watch this and how many actually see the video? All, audio. It's all, all audio. audio. it's all audio. We'll post all some audio. video
0: all clips, so if you have well, something. Uh, we'll, uh, yeah, if
1: you want. so you might be able to hear him, but this is him playing. He's got a callus on his elbow that he uses as a pick.
2: Yeah. <sighs> wow. Ooh. Wow. How long from you meeting him to him doing that? So on
1: stage is that years. interesting? wow that's yeah,
0: was <laughs> nice wow. two and a half years
2: and
1: old, and right? I'll tell you what he's in our documentary that kid and his name's Dylan and, uh, and I'll tell you when we go back on tour that boy's gonna be on stage with me it. but that's not amazing. so he can be my guitarist the rest of his life I think he's gonna do bigger things than I've ever done that that's dude is nothing but heart and talent
3: Wow. It reminds me of an ACDC band. Sorry, did I cut you off? This? That's okay. But it just reminds me of an ACDC band that I was, uh, I mean, cover band. And I'm not, you know, ACDC, whatever, but I'm hearing Thunderstruck at Nathan Phillips Square. And I'm like, who is this? I look over, and it's a woman without a hand. Just I was like, okay, well, I I can't play that well. So what does that mean
2: for me? (laughs) Right, with two hands, it means that there's a lot of hope. Yeah, Yeah. I think that about Stevie Wonder. Just like, yeah, how do you play drums better than you can't see anything? (laughs) You're not a drummer. Yeah, yeah. So that's
1: the good thing about music. Like, true. You know, I always think about imagine growing up in your prime years of being a sprinter. It was also happened to be Usain Bolt prime time. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, man, why was I born now? Right. Michael right. Phelps as a swimmer. Yeah. yeah. But the yeah, nice yeah. thing about music is, yeah, it, it can be discouraging meeting somebody that can play with five fingers better than we can with 10. But yeah, the f- nice thing about music is like, there's different styles. It's not whoever plays the fastest or the best, mm, True, like, you know, who matters. And like, I always say to young bands, like when they say, hey, do you have any advice? And i will always be like, well, find out why you're doing it. You know, why are you doing this is it if it's big to be famous you don't sign autographs for a long time you want yeah. to be rich you do not make money for a long time but right if, mm. if you want to share something through your song that gets you through the days when there's only four people in the audience and you're there's no money in the bank you know right yeah,
2: yeah. yeah that's powerful this has been eye-opening i'm not gonna lie i uh I expected some inspiration, but you definitely blew my expectations. This was a very, very incredible conversation. Yeah, I want to thank you for I taking appreciate. the time to talk with us, and I hope when things open up and you get to come to Toronto that we can have another conversation in person. Yeah, come to see your show live, uh, yeah, too.
0: definitely, oh, a thousand percent, sure, guys. You know, yeah. one of the reasons that we started this podcast—I mean, one of the main reasons—was to talk to people um, who have a hand or you know some sort of. Um, business or dealings in any in different aspects of music but as we've gone on we've spoken with people like you who have just like taken us so far behind or beyond what we expected as far as like speaking with managers Mm -hmm. like hearing a story like yours even seeing the work you do versus hearing the story from your mouth is just like so mind open Yeah. yeah it's just like there's so much hope there's so much potential um just in overall in what, in what you're doing but then it's inspiring people like us who are doing our part just to push even harder to you know join forces in whatever way we can whether it's along the same vein as you or you know our own avenues but I just want to say thank you for that it was a long ramble but that's just from the heart like it's
1: it's <laughs> yeah. huge it's you know, huge it sounds, we're on the same team guys and mm-hmm. I seeing stuff like this happen is so it's amazing because like you know there were some houses being built uh in the field behind me and normally it's just you hear acdc cranked or whatever you yeah, know yeah, yeah. Yeah. And people are just listen to podcasts like people are actually huh. craving conversation to hear people talking for more than four minutes on the news you know?
3: yeah right well we actually compressed this podcast
0: into a four minute uh,
3: <laughs> digestible <laughs> podcast yeah. Yeah. absolutely
1: not <laughs>
0: this is definitely another one of those uh listening i want to hear blind. that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man yeah thanks so much this has been perfect the documentary where's that going to be available for people to check that out yeah. and then i guess the rest That's of your what socials we're figuring out right now okay, okay cool exactly keep us posted be.
1: so um but yeah if you go to rob there will be updates on there and stuff i just got to watch it last night so
0: Looking there's a forward. lot of
1: things but now it's like finding the platform who it's going to go to we just want as many people to see it as possible of course, yeah. but the new album this is war it's out the first three songs this is war background which is a song about a girl with an eating disorder and uh trouble mm-hmm. child which is a song we wrote with a bunch of kids from an alternative school where we brought them through the whole process of writing a song doing the photo shoot getting instruments bringing them to the cool. studio and so That's crazy the new music's out we're really pumped about that and the videos are up as well awesome
0: um, awesome bless you man thank you so much for joining us this has been amazing thank really, you really we're going to
3: keep talking about this conversation uh, after we're yeah. done with it it's a lot to unpack there so thank you very much and we hope to see you in Toronto and around the world uh, we hope that your whole body is covered in these signatures uh, mm, very wow. soon wow. and then you have to hire another person uh, to take on the, the other signatures uh, because of all the lives you've been saving so thank you very much for that yeah man I'm 6'5 so work. i got a lot of <laughs> yeah, you you're yeah. going to have to start shrinking the,
1: the, the signatures the size of the names yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks again bro. man really really yeah. appreciate that Thanks
2: a lot, guys. Cheers. As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com slash Captivate today to start your free trial.